0: Hey Rebels, my name is Matthew Barton and I'm the host of the Rebellion Brewing Podcast. When you're in the liquor store, you're confronted with more variety and choice than ever before. When it comes to craft beer, five new breweries just opened in Saskatchewan in 2020 And if we imagine each local brewery is canning at least five different beers, that's more than 90 different beers to choose from. And we haven't even started talking about imports, wine, and other spirits. That's why stores employ experts like sommeliers and Cicerones, people who have a trained palate and a vast knowledge of products and styles. They're there to help you make good choices and get the best bang for your buck. Angela Sonenko is a sommelier with Saskatoon Co-op 8th Street Liquor. Today, I want to ask her all about her work, helping people navigate the wide world of beer, wine, and spirits. So let's get into it. Angela, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: How's it going in COVID times?
1: Oh, uh, it's it's been good. It's actually quite busy at the liquor store in COVID times. Believe it or not, <laughs> people are drinking a lot.
0: Nowhere to go, nothing to do. Might as well have a beer.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, things have been uh, busy for us. And uh, during COVID, I actually worked um, at home for a few months. And uh, we built a website for online shopping and home delivery.
0: What was that like for you?
1: It was, uh, it was interesting, I actually liked working at home, but uh, I definitely didn't get out of my pajamas some days, and uh, was snacking a lot, but uh, it was fun to, uh, I did all the product descriptions and got all the pictures for the products, so, um, so it was still fun.
0: So what's your background when it comes to wine and beer and spirits? How did you get into it?
1: Um, so I got into it actually back in 2010, I got hired at a private wine store in Winnipeg where I was living at the time. Um, I was going through university and needed a part-time job. And at that time I was drinking like barefoot Sauvignon Blanc. I knew nothing about wine. Um, So I'm not really even sure why they hired me, but uh, they did. And uh, our staff meetings were tasting through 10 different kinds of wines. I read a lot of books and that's when my interest really peaked.
0: Was it a matter of job security to become a sommelier or was it something that became a passion of yours?
1: Um, It definitely became a passion. Um, It was something um, through that job, uh, I started doing wine certifications as well. And I did it on the side. So I graduated university, I became a dental hygienist, but uh, I always did wine kind of on the side as a passion. And, uh, you know, not all of us are lucky enough to have your passion to become a full time job. Um, but for me, uh, I did get that opportunity in 2018. I started as a full-time SOM at the Co-op Liquor Stores.
0: I heard you guys are pretty hardcore about your wine.
1: We are. <laughs> We're not so though. We like wine to be fun and approachable, but uh, we do like to have um, quality wines and a good selection, uh, great price. A big part of my job is finding a $25 wine that drinks like a $50 wine.
0: How hard is that?
1: Uh, you know what? Not so hard when you taste as many wines as I do. <laughs> um, but uh, but there are ones out there. You just kind of need to know your producers and uh, and to sample a lot.
0: The way I'm a big nerd about beer, my wife is about wine. Oh, really? She She's really good at figuring out this is the best wine you should get. This is the greatest value for your dollar. She's like, stay away from that overpriced crap. And she's really good at picking out flavors and aromas. And she actually kicks my butt when it comes to tasting beer, but she's much more into wine.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? That's a great thing. And having a great palate, some of that comes naturally, like with your wife. Um, But some people really have to work at it. And uh, there's some people that tell me um, we teach WSET, so the Wine and Spirits Education Trust, and have students come in all the time and they're like, you know, the theory I've got down pat, but the tasting, I'm just so terrible at explaining anything, grabbing aromas, flavors. Um, but I always tell them it has to do with studying and, you know, knowing typical flavors and aromas and certain grapes, um, and then just practice, practice tasting, writing down tasting notes every time you're tasting wine.
0: People think it's just a lot of partying, but it can be a lot of work, can it?
1: Oh, for sure. It's, a. Uh, It's a lot of work. Um, I finished my level four diploma course in San Francisco last year. And so that was uh, six units over two years and it was wine and spirits. Um, but my last exam, I wrote 18 pages in like six hours and my wrist was killing me. It was a lot of work.
0: Were you tasting at the same time or was it just a written exam?
1: Um, all the exams had an essay component and then a tasting component. So, um, like five essay questions, and then tasting twelve wines. My last exam was.
0: Do you have any Do you have any favorite memories from your training to become a sommelier? Is there anything that stands out? Is like I'm never to get this moment.
1: Um, mostly like training to become uh, a lot of it. I did distance education, so I was studying alone. I had a few other people start the training with me, but then they dropped out. Kind of. Um, as it moved along, um, so I did a lot of that alone, um, but uh, there was one exam where I I went out and then I almost slept the night before and then I almost slept through the exam the next day, um, but I made it on time and I passed the exam. Oh, no. <laughs> but the, the best, <laughs> the best uh, part for me about being a SOM too is just seeing people's palates evolve and change over time. So we run a locker program at the store, which is basically like a personalized wine of the month club where I meet with people, I discuss their preferences, their budget, and then I choose wine for them every month. So it's mostly people come to me when they're stuck buying the same wine and you know don't know what to get. Um, I can take the guesswork out of it. If I know what they like to drink, I can kind of expand their palate. So when I see people, they come to me, they say my palate's completely changed since joining the locker program. You know, they're opened up to a whole new world. I bet you get that with people in beer too. They'll say, you know, I hate IPAs or I'll never drink this or sour, but it's the same with people in wine with Chardonnays. There's so many different expressions of Chardonnay that there's probably one that you're gonna like.
0: I often say to people, you're on a craft beer journey. Yeah. So what you liked last year might not be what you like this year. And of course it's an agricultural product. So the hops can change, the grain can change and the product won't taste the same year to year. So you might discover something new to appreciate. And unfortunately it it might just be a a one-time thing, a special magical moment. You'll never get back, but man, was it great to have it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And with wine too, vintages change. So, you know, wine, the wine you love one year, you might not love the next year.
0: That's really tough. We need experts to help us figure this out.
1: Yeah. 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 And so knowing your vintages of like all the different countries and areas and you know, it takes a a good app to look those up for sure.
0: Is choosing wine becoming more difficult for people or is, is it getting easier to pick when you're, you're looking at wine and beer and spirits?
1: I would say it's getting more difficult just with the amount of producers that are out there. and then there's so many people experimenting, doing new different styles that kind of aren't what that region is known for. So if you buy, you know, especially in the new world, like in Australia, um, if you buy a bottle of wine, it might not be typical to what that region is known for anymore. And uh, it's it's definitely hard for people to know. And a lot of people buy wine based on the label, believe it or not. But it doesn't mean the juice is actually good.
0: What would be some tips for people looking to buy a bottle of wine?
1: Um, Well, first of all, is to talk to somebody in the wine store, somebody that's knowledgeable, somebody like me. Um, I'm really lucky in my job. I get to taste a lot of the products that come into the store. And it's all about personal preferences. So there's no, like right or wrong in wine there's no this wine is terrible this wine is good um, you know what's good to me might be awful to you um, but if you come in you know tell me what you like and what you normally drink kind of what your normal bar- ballpark bul- budget is sorry um, then i can find something comparable or something new and exciting that you would like um if you can't talk to anybody there's a few apps that i use um, Wine Spectator has a $3.99 per month subscription, and so it has ratings of wines. Um, I'm not huge on wine ratings because it's very subjective, um, but it gives you like a ballpark and a description of the wine.
0: I think we're encountering that difficulty when we're launching new beers that people aren't used to and don't know what to expect. So when we started with IPAs, you know, five, six years ago, barely anyone drank an IPA and they, they were just like, oh God, this is so gross and it's terrible. But the hardcore beer geeks, they were like, this is amazing. And finally we have good IPAs here. And it after about two or three years, you realize you'd see those same people who in the beginning would never drink an IPA. And they're like, IPA is my jam. It's all I drink. I want nothing else, <laughs> <laughs> you know. The big yeah. one for me is I found, um, if somebody smokes, they have a very different preference for beer than somebody who does not smoke.
1: Right. Cause it changes your palate for sure.
0: Right. They want like big, bold, aggressive, spicy, bitter, you know, punch you in the mouth. And they, they seem to care less for more subtle flavors.
1: Ah. Yeah, and so it, it, it's a weird thing about preferences because my preference, I find people go through a wine journey where, you know, sometimes they want those big, oaked, heavily extracted residual sugar Napa Valley cabs um, that just kind of punch you in the face when you drink them. Um, but then they go through, you know, they move past that and then go to more like subtle, elegant French wines that are more balanced um, in that way. So it is a a lot of its personal preference, but then it's also expanding your palate. So I tell people to never close themselves off to a certain grape varietal or a certain country, um, because they can really miss out on a whole world of wine.
0: If you had to pick one wine to recommend today, what would it be?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, we have a line from uh, Italy. It's Rocca di Castagnoli. Uh, we get them direct. Uh, so we order a pallet at a time from the winery. Um, so it comes at a better cost to the consumer. And so we have a few different Chianti's. Um, one's a very, very affordable price at sixteen ninety nine, dollars 99 And uh, a lot of our like real wine geeks, that's their everyday drinking wine.
0: Their table wine?
1: Yeah. <laughs> My
0: wife's always talking about that.
1: And you're not bank with it, but um, you know, we just get a really great price on that, so Nice it like it's thirty dollars.
0: <laughs> That's a good value. And yeah. you're getting a thirty dollar one for sixteen bucks, you know.
1: <laughs> you bet.
0: My wife will often see the sales in the flyers. Yes. And immediately she'll be like, That one, that one, that one. She'll circle them and she was like, These are all way undervalued she's like i'm going to get them right now
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and uh we actually just had a fine wine sale over thanksgiving and we were selling off wines basically at cost and so it was a great deal and um we have some uh, cyber monday deals on our website and so there's always sales and lots of sales coming up over christmas too Um, and so when your favorite wine goes on sale yeah in the flyer You got to run out and get it right away before it sells out.
0: (laughs) I feel like wine drinkers are paying very close attention. Yeah. Beer drinkers are more casual. They're like, "Mm, I'm going to get that today. Boink. And then they take it.
1: Yeah. And people, yeah. People that know their wine and I mean, wine generally, like you can be paying $50 a bottle, um, for wine. Whereas beer like is typically in a lower price range, um, So, you know, to try a new beer that's, you know, $20 for a four pack um, versus a new wine that's $50, you know, it's not as much of a risk for some people.
0: (laughs) What do you think is going to happen this season? What are you guys anticipating happening for the Christmas season? Do you think it's going to slow down or get pick up and be normal?
1: Um, Yeah, well, definitely we run events uh, in our tasting room um, every week. So different themes like, you know, different grape varietals or different countries um, that the public can sign up for. Um, We've had to kind of limit our capacity um, because of new COVID regulations. Um, So we've seen, um, you know, that not as many people are going out for events, but uh, we're also doing dinners with the Saskatoon Club every month. And uh, those take place in different rooms where they can really space people out. So we've seen uh, a lot of attendance, like our our one on December 10th is sold out already, Um, but not as many private events. We normally do a lot of private parties for businesses, and uh, uh, a lot of those businesses are coming, and we're doing online Zoom tastings for that instead.
0: We've discussed doing Zoom tastings as well. We just haven't really fully wrapped our heads around it.
1: Yeah, it's the logistics of it.
0: Yeah. One of the things we're looking at is figuring out home delivery. Yeah. And I know we've teamed up with co-op to do home delivery in Saskatoon.
1: Yes. Um, So uh, we actually have a deal with Rebellion starting tomorrow. Um, If you buy six Rebellion products, either uh, six four-pack cans, or you could even buy just single bottles as well. Um, you receive free delivery on your order, and that's for the whole month of December.
0: So starting December 1st, and then all the way through to the 30, is it 31?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it's a great deal, a great time to stock up on beer um, for Christmas. And uh, you just had the release of Pandemonium, which I'm excited to try.
0: Do you like coffee?
1: I do, I love coffee.
0: It's a coffee blonde latte, kind of golden coconut Big coffee flavor, like the, the coconut adds a little more of a creamy character, but it's not super punchy in the mouth.
1: Oh, awesome. That sounds amazing. Right <laughs> up my alley.
0: One of the interesting things that we talk about is how Saskatoon has a bit of a different personality than Regina when it comes to craft beer and spirits and wine. But one of the things that um, we, we were learning was Saskatoon has a real desire for home delivery. So I'm, I'm really excited to hear that you guys are kind of filling that niche and, and meeting that market.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it was something kind of we had been talking about for a long time. And when COVID hit and people weren't going out, it just seemed like the right time where we're like, OK, we're going to do this. And, you know, um, like five of us, we hunkered down and we just worked and we built a website in a few months. And it's beautiful. Um, ShopFlickerYXC.ca. And you can get same-day delivery. There's two delivery windows, uh, 1 to 4 p.m. or uh, 6 to 9 p.m. So it's actually quite convenient.
0: I was taking a look at the website. It does look really good, and it's easy to use. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm a technical nerd. I like looking at that stuff and seeing how smooth it transitions and how hard is it to check out, and it's, it's not hard at all.
1: Yeah, we definitely wanted it to uh, be user-friendly and really – easy to navigate.
0: If I could recommend one beer to you as a sommelier, it yes. would be our Cherry Lambic. Have you tried oh, it yet?
1: I haven't, no.
0: I've kind of described it as uh, it's a beer for wine drinkers. Oh, cool. Like my wife, she's got she's got that wine palette. I'm like, babe, you got to try this out. This Your friends are going to like it. Your wine drinking friends are going to dig it. And then one of them came over and dropped off some uh, flowers on the weekend. And I slid her a bottle of this cherry lambic and she goes, oh my God, a lambic. I haven't had one since Belgium. And I'm (laughs) like, did you go to Cantillon? And she goes, yes, I did go to Cantillon. That's the last time I had a belt, uh, this lambic. And (laughs) and I'm like, well, here's our take on the Cantillon kind of, it's our, our love note to them. You know, she, she knew immediately. She was just like,
1: yay. (laughs) And did she like it?
0: She didn't get back to me yet. She was saving it for a special occasion.
1: Oh, nice. That's awesome. Well, yeah, that one uh we just got more of that uh, in last week, so I'll I'll have to pick one up for sure.
0: It was aged in barrels for 2 years. It's got like this complex nuanced tart flavor, big cherry blast. I'm I'm really excited about it. That's awesome. One final parting note, if people want to find out more about what you're doing and maybe they want to track you down at the store and ask for your advice, what should they do?
1: Um, you can email liquor at saskatooncoop.ca uh, to get in touch with me. Um, or you can phone the store. I'm based out of the eighth street location. Uh, the phone number is 306-242-3030. Um, or you could just stop on in and ask for me and I'm usually around <laughs> and available. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Angela, thank you for your time today.
1: Hey, well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Rebels, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, be sure to join us on our brand new Facebook group page, The Rebellion Brewing Podcast. I'm going to include links to the Saskatoon Co-op Liquor Stores website so you can find all the information we've talked about today on the podcast with one simple click. I'm also proud to let you know we're members of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, a one-stop shop for tons of locally produced shows from across our province. You can find them at the saskpodcastnetwork.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Untapped, so you don't miss out on the latest news in Saskatchewan craft beer. Thank you for joining The Rebellion.